Good People, Cool Things is a podcast featuring conversations with entrepreneurs, writers, musicians, and other creatives. Get inspired by their stories to do your own cool thing. And here's your host, Joey Held. Welcome to Good People, Cool Things, and I hope you have brought your appetite for this episode because we are diving into the world of ice cream, and it is fantastic. It's already getting hot in a lot of places across the country. I don't know about the rest of the country, but in Texas, especially Austin, we've got these weird worms that are hanging down from trees everywhere, and it's just all kinds of grossness. You're like walking, and you walk into an invisible spider web type of thing with a worm. You just want to get inside and have some ice cream. And thankfully, that's what this episode is all about. Tim Krause, co-founder of Mammoth Creameries, hops on to talk how this company got started almost accidentally. Tim's wife, Susan, started making ice cream for him as he's a type 1 diabetic, and it turned into something fantastic into all kinds of delightful flavors. So definitely check everything out at mammothcreameries.com. We're also talking about the fond memories that we have of eating ice cream growing up, the worst flavors that they've ever tried making over there at Mammoth Creameries, and Tim shares some of his favorite Texas landmarks. And I, I was just talking with someone about this, of how people outside of Texas have an impression of Texas that people are riding horses to school. I haven't seen it yet. I'd love to. Someday, someday maybe we'll see it. But alas, it doesn't happen here. It's okay, though, because we've got ice cream, and that makes everything better. If you'd like to support Good People Cool Things, you can check out the merch shop at goodpeoplecoolthings.com slash shop. All kinds of goodies in there. And you know what? Ice cream tastes even better when it's coming out of a mug. I don't know if that's true or not, but why not? Live it up. Do you. Do you. You can get in touch with the show as well on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at GPCT Podcast. We'll see you over there, and hopefully we'll see your ears here listening to this conversation with Tim. For people who don't know who Tim Krause or Mammoth is, can you give us your elevator pitch, but can you also tell us what kind of elevator we're riding on while you're telling us about yourself? Yeah, man. So if you're going to get on this elevator, you better hold on for dear life because this (laughs) sucker is completely out of control and it only knows one speed and that's full speed. (laughs) And, and, And where this elevator will take you is to, you know, let's call it the promised land of Mammoth Creameries and what... What you get when you walk out of those elevator doors is you'll walk into a world where if you can Im- imagine being a child and eating ice cream and just everything that you remember and feel is awesome. And now you walk into a world as an adult and have that same experience. And the way we actually enhance that experience is that the ice cream that you're eating is good for you, is good for the body and is good for the world. That's how I would describe this elevator ride. Nice, nice. So let's hop back to childhood. Do you remember the first time you had ice cream and what flavor it was, what what that experience was like? So I, I don't know if it was the first time I had ice cream, but I remember, you know, being, I mean, I remember eating ice cream before my brother was born and, you know, we're, we're four years apart. So anywhere between the ages of zero and four. Um, and I also remember having, you know, we, we uh, I'm from Germany and we were still living in a, you know, new quote-unquote east germany at the time before he was born so it was you know better not great but so you know it must have been i must have been two or three years old and uh i i remember it was an ice cream cone and it was you know one of those summers in germany and i also vividly remember it was just hot as hell you know in germany like it gets warm in the summer you know totally but it just usually doesn't get like terribly hot and uh it was a vanilla cone 
and my mom had bought it for me. And I remember we we're sitting on the edge of a fountain and like hanging our feet in the water because it was just so hot. And like there were a bunch of people. And, and yeah, that was my very first memory of ice cream. And it was just her and I. And, uh, and again, yeah, this is like old school East Germany. So like it was in a plaza and it, all I remember is like concrete everywhere, you know, and then there's like this fountain, but there's no grass, there's no trees, no plants, you know, it's just like super barren, but that ice cream cone was legit. Nice. Nice. Starting you off on a, a, the right foot. Yeah, man. And Way then, the yeah. And, and just growing up, we just, you know, living in Germany, we have a lot of uh, Ita Italian influences, you know, a lot of Italian restaurants and a lot of just Italian people that live in Germany. And so ice cream was a, uh, you know, ice cream shops, scoop shops, ice cream parlors, whatever you want to call it, were, I mean, they were everywhere, you know, I think they were more frequent, at least in the area that we lived, you know, after we had moved, after my brother was born, it was like more ice cream parlors than there were, you know, like convenience stores or, or what have you. And, uh, and ice cream was super cheap, even back then, you know, my mom would give us two bucks and me and my brothers would go and, you know, we'd get a couple of scoops of ice creams each. And, uh, and yeah, you know, so we would eat ice cream probably every day, you know, especially during the summer. And uh, yeah, it's been, for me personally, it's been something that I have regularly consumed most of my life. That's so awesome. That's yeah, so awesome. man. Yeah, it's, it's I, I was just having this conversation with someone about music and I feel like food, but in particular, ice cream is the same way. If you have those specific memories of having it, I was just like a friend, I saw a dad buy his son an ice cream cone. This is a shout out to Taste of Chicago back in Sometime in college, I was I was up there where it's just a bunch of Chicago restaurants that come together. This was an original rainbow cone, so it's five flavors in one. Dad buys it, gives it to his kid. He's getting that you pay in tickets, so he's getting a few tickets back, like his change. In that time of giving the cone to his son and then getting the tickets back and turning, the son has taken one lick of the ice cream cone and knocked it out of the cone and onto the ground. And the dad is just like, no, like you can see it slow motion, his <laughs> eyes just like bugging out of his head. Like what has happened? And to Rainbow Cone's credit, they gave him another another cone on the house. But I was just walking by and saw this and I'm like, this is magical. I love it. Love it. I mean, I think that is the most classic ice cream story of any child, right? It's like child here's an ice cream, you know, dad, mom, dad gives you an ice cream cone and the child just stoked and just like three <laughs> licks in that sucker hits the floor. I mean, it is, it is, that tale is as old as ice cream itself, I think. <laughs> and, and to your point though, man, like the, the awesome ice cream parlors, right? Like the, the real family run businesses, the people that get it, you know, I've seen this a hundred times, dude. It's like, you know, the, the person working the, the counter would be like, don't sweat it. We got you. At the end of the day, it's just ice cream. And, you yeah. know, a scoop of ice cream, give it away. A scoop of ice cream is never going to break the bank. So it's it's not it's the right thing to do, and it's also just like completes the saga of being a child and dropping your ice cream. You have this like awesome ice cream scoop person that's just like, I got you. Here you go. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And are you are you more of like a, a purist in terms of your ice cream consumption, or are you like? loading it up with toppings like a a cold stone marble slab type of setup Dude, yeah you know so in in where i grew up in germany like there was you know the only like quote unquote like mix-ins you'd ever have with ice cream you know it's like strawberries or, or whipped cream or like cherries or something right like it never you know really got that crazy and um, <clears throat> it wasn't until i actually moved to austin texas and was introduced to amy's ice cream oh yes it's just like it's like dang this can get pretty dang wild i mean <laughs> you know, the sky is the limit, no joke. And, uh, and so I went through a phase, you know, especially in high school, where it's just like, if it's, 
some type of chocolate or candy or fruit even i don't care put it all together you know and and mix it up but now you know i would say especially ever since we we started this company you know i'm, I'm more of a purist now you know I'll, put, I'll, I'll slap some blueberries on there every once in a while you know or some homemade whipped cream but i you know i i kind of start straying away from all the all the crazy stuff yeah, I think I think I'm the same way. I worked at a Cold Stone in high school, oh, awesome. and I I feel like that was yeah like part of the the start of like let me see how weird I can make it. But then, however weird I thought I could make ice cream, yeah, people that would come in would be much more weird. I still remember someone ordered <laughs> a smoothie and they wanted gummy bears in it, and high school me said sure let's do that, not thinking wait a minute this is actually a terrible idea and we'll probably damage the blender here and then absolutely it did and i said i'm sorry i can't put gummy bears in your shake because they don't blend that's <laughs> that's a pretty good story man that's <laughs> oh, wild wild times out there yeah so for sure you started mammoth in 2017 is that correct well so 2017 is correct my wife started it and she started it after she, her and I talked about starting an ice cream company. And I was like, this is the stupidest idea ever. And I want <laughs> nothing to do with it. And she started it, you know, because she was like, well, I don't really care what you think. I'm going to start this company. And then after she started it and it started working, you know, I kind of flexed my way into it. I was like, hey, I'm your husband. So, I mean, you got to hire me, you know, <laughs> and I was working in food. So, you know, I kind of had a you know kind of had a lucky hand because she you know she's never worked in sales before and she's like well tim works in not only in sales but he's working in selling food and god okay well and he's my husband and i gotta live with him so <laughs> yeah I'll, I'll hire you and we can call you the co-founder but geez man you're gonna work hard and uh, <laughs> still true today <laughs> nice nice glad she's putting you to work not giving, yes not giving you any free rides <laughs> none i'm not shy either to tell me it's not good enough <laughs> So you mentioned how you have a background in selling food, which I think there's there's a unique skill set that selling food has that maybe selling other types of products doesn't. So can you kind of talk about both your background and how that's helped you as you move into ice cream? Totally, man. And I, so my sales background actually started in in software, you know, as as most people's does, you know, I was selling at first like this really old school, you know, on-premise software, which, you know, was in a day and age where everything is in the cloud, you know, it was really a tough sale. So I kind of, you know, was uh, sharpening my teeth on that because it really was a hard sale. And then, you know, I was selling software for nearly close to 10 years. And then I just realized it's just, for me personally, it, it was the worst. I hated it. Selling software, just it, no matter what type of software, no matter how successful I was, it just didn't get me excited. It was a job. I didn't want to do it, you know, I met a lot of cool people, but I also met a lot of not cool people, you know, that were just, ah, it was just not for me. And so as I was kind of like looking at some, you know, not necessarily options, but, you know, I was looking at my life and I was like, what am I going to do? Like, there's no way I can, you know, BS through this much longer. Like I'm almost at the limit, you know, uh, this opportunity came up to sell, uh, actually to sell beef jerky for a local Austin, Texas company called uh, Epic Bar. Oh, yeah. And, and uh, you know, they, they hired or they, they brought me in for an interview and they're like, okay, so you have 10 years of sales experience. Great. But, you know, it's obviously the wrong sales experience. And uh, they're like, you know, yeah, it's, I don't know. It doesn't make sense. So like they put up this panel of, uh, of six people, right? So I was interviewing with these six people and they're like, okay, you know, after the interviews are done, they're like, these six people are going to get together and they're going to vote on, you know, you're hired or you're not. And uh they came back split, right? Three and three. And I was like, oh, 
damn, okay, well, well you know, what are you guys going to do? And they're like, well, we're going to take it to the president of the, of the company and he's going to, you know, he's going to interview you and then he's going to do like a tiebreaker. And uh, so I, you know, I met this guy and again, you know, like he was like a CPG veteran. There's no, there's no bullshit in this guy, right? Like he completely is a industry veteran. He's seen it all. He's done it all. So I was like, well, you know, so I just, I went as hard as I could in this interview, just selling myself on passion and what I wanted to do and what I thought about why, you know, I was the best person for the job. And, and, you know, I don't know why, but this guy is like, all right, dude, we'll give it to you. So they gave me the job, you know? Nice. Yeah, it was pretty cool, man. And, you know, he's like, ultimately the reason why he felt like I was a good fit. And he's like, well, the way you were selling it, man, it sounded like you were willing to, to jump on a grenade you know, for, for, for this job. And looking back, like, I don't think I would have done that actually, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I'm glad that's how it came across, you know? And, uh, and, you know, in, during that interview, maybe I would have, so. Yeah. <laughs> Depends and, on the timing of the to- yeah. <laughs> Totally, man. But uh, yeah, so selling food is, 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 you know, selling is selling. Yes. But the approach to what you're selling and, you know, the, the sales cycle and, and what have you, whatever you want to call it, you know, it's all these fancy terms is, is completely different. Right. So, we start selling this beef jerky, which was fairly new within, you know, the CPG industry at a time, maybe a couple of years old, which, you know, in CPG is pretty much brand new. And so you go, so I would go into these meetings, you know, like of, of grocery stores, retailers, which I had no experience with, you know, like I knew absolutely nothing about CPG. I didn't know anything about promotions. I mean, I just knew nothing. All I knew was this product and why this product was important. And I was, really good at just selling the story and the mission and the importance of this product. You know, my goal in every meeting was don't ask me questions about the data. You know, they're like, what type of revenue or, you know, what's this and this, what are the trends? And I had no idea. I had all the data in front of me, but I just didn't know it because I had no experience in that field, you know, from, from, you know, what's, you know, what's the percentage, you know, promotion broken down by all these different categories. It's like, I, I, I don't know, but here's why that doesn't matter. It's because these bison eat grass and them eating the grass is going to make the world a better place. And uh, it was just the right time, the right place for me, you know, like selling on that passion, just selling that mission really, you know, made a difference. And, and the, that company, you know, I helped that company ex- explode when it comes, you know, when you're looking at it from a sales standpoint and, uh, they were extremely successful uh, and had a, you know, actually had an exit, you know, got uh, purchased by a very large CPG company called General Mills. And, uh, and yeah, so it was, uh, it was happy days. <laughs> and then you were ready to move on to the next challenge. <laughs> kind of, you know, so after that acquisition, you know, we all moved into General Mills, you know, working for Epic, but part of General Mills, which was, was really awesome. General Mills is a great company, you know, and, and there's a lot of people there, you know, like, I worked there for 20 and 30 years. So a lot of people, that's their only job, right? And so it's a great company, lots of opportunities. But to me, it started feeling a lot like that corporate America in software that I left. And so after a couple of years, I was just like, you know, I was just starting to do things that I didn't want to do. And not only that, but I was spending most of my time doing these things. And so I was like, ah, yeah, this feels so, you know, I, I said like this feels like I remember this and I don't like it and that was at the that was at the same time where kind of Susan had launched a company and was making ice cream and so you know as far as the t- timing goes like it just kind of worked out you know it's like kind of like the General Mills piece kind of just you know faded away in the sunset and and the mammoth piece was just sun you know sun was rising I guess and and so it just worked that way. 
Awesome, awesome. And you you teased this a little bit at the beginning, but you said that Mammoth is good for you ice cream, which I know people hear and they're like, how how true is that? So what makes it good for you? Totally, man. So there's about a thousand things that make it good for you. But the one that's most recognizable, I think, to, to everybody is just we don't put sugar in our ice cream. None. And uh, that's the biggest differentiator as well, right? It's like, I think anybody that's ever eaten ice cream, and you know, I want to probably, you know, nine out of 10 people at least, because there's always that one guy, as we discussed earlier too, right? Who, uh, if you've eaten ice cream of any sort, you've probably eaten ice cream with sugar, right? That's just how the majority of ice cream is distributed. That's how most of the ice cream is made. And, you know, that's just how we, we all know it. But uh, Susan made mammoth ice cream originally not to start a company but she just made it for me because i'm a type 1 diabetic and i just don't handle sugar really well and so you know growing up without diabetes you know i was eating the sugar ice cream all the time i never had an issue with it and then when i was 28 we found out i was a diabetic and so that changed everything you know i was still kind of trying to eat just a normal ice cream but man it just i was getting sick my blood sugar was just crazy and it just it got to the point where i stopped eating ice cream for a couple of years completely and uh and, you know, for me, food is a very important piece of my life. It always has been, you know, I, it's how it kind of was brought up. Like food is the time we all get together. We share the meal, we share stories, we share experiences. That's like, I don't know. It's just like the one very consistent thing in my life and, and not eating ice cream, man. I'm not even joking you, man. It's just, yeah, I didn't notice it, but it's like, you know, was, I mean, it was a very depressing thing, you know, because like we have a bunch of kids and they're still crushing ice cream and I tried to be pretty cool about it. And I was like, yeah, you know, don't worry about it. It doesn't bother me, but really it was killing me inside. Yeah. <laughs> and so one day Susan was just like, this is out of control. Let me just make you some sugar-free ice cream. And I was like, go ahead. I'm sure it's going to suck. You know, like that sounds terrible. Um, and she made it and it was probably the best thing I've ever had in the world, you know, in the world. And so she was just making it at home, you know, for, for us and just, you know, never thought about starting a company. And uh, yeah. And then one day, you know, somebody actually and in, within the CPG company that I was working, you know, like somebody had gotten a hold of my ice cream that I brought to work and was like, Oh, this is really good. Where do you, where'd you buy this? And I was like, well, you know, you eating this out of a Tupperware, man, we make this at home. You don't buy, it. <laughs> you don't buy this. And uh and at first, like, oh, you, should, you know, start an ice cream company. And I was like, no, absolutely not. You know, no, thank you. And, uh, you know, that's how it kind of started. You know, just, I went home and I was like, yeah, Susan, this is the feedback. You know, they think that would be a good idea, a terrible idea. And then, you know, Susan was like, actually, it's a great idea. So she, <laughs> and, and yeah, and the rest is history, man. She started it and I was lucky enough to get in there. And yeah, we just start, start selling sugar-free ice cream that is a, uh, it's just, you know, really good for you, obviously, because it doesn't have any sugar, but also what it does, we just use, you know, like 100% grass-fed butter. We use like super premium, uh, heavy whipping cream. We don't use any any preservatives or gums or any of the other junk, pretty much every other ice cream uses. And, uh, and yeah, you know, and it's at least what the feedback's been so far, people are pretty much are into it, so. Nice, nice. That's always, always good to hear as opposed yeah. to the opposite yeah. <laughs> totally man it's uh you know the way we make up for not having sugar we it's a very high fat ice cream right where you traditionally when you buy a pint a pint of ice cream let's say you know like ben and jerry's right which is probably one of the more famous out there if you look on the back man you'll see it has a ton has tons of fat in it but it also has tons of sugar and so and we just kind of eliminated that one line item 
and uh and yeah it's been an amazing journey man it's it's a product that uh i mean i will everybody but ben and jerry simply because ben and jerry's is just like a class of its own but you know any other ice cream man i i challenge you to you know to eat our ice cream and compare it to you know the, the full sugar version and i'm telling you mammoth is going to win every time fantastic fantastic and since you have now been in business for several years gone through a pandemic What's something that surprised you about running a business? I mean, every single day surprises me, man. Um, <laughs> every single day surprises me. Most of the, it's, it's hard to say. So, you know, last year obviously was a big surprise with the pandemic because, you know, we make our money selling ice cream to grocery stores. And when the grocery stores are closed, that is tough. When we started the company, you know, we didn't really think think about like, oh, we need a really awesome online store to sell ice cream because selling ice cream online seems ridiculous. And, you know, when, when COVID came, you know, we quickly had to rethink that and just figure that problem out. And, uh, and, you know, we, we, I don't know if we figured it out. We, we came up with a solution that wasn't great, but at least it, it kind of helped us to, you know, to get the ice cream out there and to, to make it through, uh, through last year, which is, you know, a success, a success by itself. Because when you just look at last year, there's been so many young companies that just didn't make it. And, and the, to come out on the other side and, you know, go into the office and you, know, you flick that switch and you're like, oh, I hope that check cleared, man. And, and the light comes on and you're like, hell yeah, let's get to work, you know? <laughs> so, yeah, man. So that, so yeah, surprises, I guess. I mean, there's so many surprises. You know, I, I love sometimes, you know, sometimes I get an email and it's just like a mom of a diabetic child. And it's like, hey, we just picked up this ice cream. You know, my child's a diabetic. I'm a, I'm a, I'm its parent, but I'm not diabetic. And so it's just like, you know, I haven't slept in eight years. It's the scariest thing in the world. Like everything my child does, I have to just like hover. And I, you know, I don't want to, but I have to because it's a young child and it, you know, it, diabetes will, you know, ultimately if it's not managed properly, will, will, will take people's lives and especially children's. And, you know, us giving, you know, this diabetic child, you know, your ice cream is one of the very few things outside of drinking water where, it, you know, this child can be unsupervised because it's safe, you know? So when I, when I hear a story like that, I'm like that, you know, just even talking about it, you know, I get goosebumps because that's, you know, that's awesome, you know? And like, it's, it's, and not that it's surprising, but it is surprising that, you know, people go out of their way to tell me this story because, you know, even though that's why the product was created, I just didn't think that, you know, again, people would take time out of their day to, to say thank you in a way. It's like, you purchased the pint, you already said thank you, you owe us absolutely nothing. And then somebody, you know, writing three pages of an email, you know, that is just so personal and so sensitive. It's just like, man, you know, that's, that's awesome. Yeah, those are the most, the coolest things. Like, and I, I know plenty of people get into business to to make money and like that's certainly an admirable goal but oh yeah to to get those stories and know that you're impacting people like that i think is such a such a cool thing to say yeah man but then you know on the on the flip side you know every once in a while i get that email i just you know people tell me that i should absolutely ruin their lives and this is the <laughs> worst thing that's ever happened to me and how how dare i and you know i mean you always got those out there too so sometimes i'm surprised how you know how how personal people can you know take ice cream which then again now that i'm saying it out loud i guess it is a very personal experience but yeah sometimes not very often but there have been one or two people you know that were pretty convinced that i have ruined their lives forever because the <laughs> ice cream just wasn't what they expected i mean if that's the worst thing that happens in their life i think they're they're living a pretty good life <laughs> man it's a great deal because you know what man here's the deal 
even the worst ice cream in the world still ice cream you know like exactly like that's a that's a at the worst i feel like that's a fair deal (laughs) yeah like it's not if if this is i i think people also just liberally will say things are the worst in their life or like the worst thing they've ever had and i'm like everything can't be you're not progressively having more terrible things every time like step back we'll settle down it'll be all right yeah totally man totally and again you know those are those are one in a million, but uh, I I was surprised the first few times I I, I saw those emails from like holy, holy shit! Like I think we have to move. Like what if they find us? You know, like this this dude is threatening me. <laughs> yeah. Well, that that actually ties in nicely. I always think this is a fun thing to ask any kind of CPG, specifically food or drink. But have you or your wife ever come up with a flavor? That you thought was going to be great and just it just didn't turn out. Oh, dude, yes, man. I'm, <laughs> that is a great question. Nobody asked. That. Hell yeah, dude. So when Sue first like got to make an ice cream and we were you know still do, doing it like in a commercial kitchen before we had a manufacturer, we had and this is actually even on our Instagram. Like if you were to go to like the very very beginning, there's a picture of this flavor. It was avocado, avocado lemon. I think it was. Okay, so it was like a vanilla based and then like Susan would like, like mash real avocados in there and and lemon zest. And so like it was this beautiful green, like it was, it was probably the best ice cream we ever made, you know, like, and it was delicious. But dude, like, and and we kind of thought, yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's ice cream, so it'd be frozen. So, you know, it'll be good for forever. But dude, like even in the freezer, that ice cream kind of acted like any avocado once it's peeled it starts out at this beautiful green you know and just like every day it's like changing color changing color and after about 10 days i opened that ice cream i was like you know it might be safe to eat but there's just no way in hell i'm going to even attempt to eat this and and we really tried and you know we really thought you know that lemon is is going to you know act as a preservative because it's an acid and and these are all just rumors dude these are myths and uh and so, you know, the only option was to like put a preservative in there and, or, or, you know, like something artificial and then some color. And we're just like, man, we're just going to table this for now. And, and maybe one day, if this company even becomes anything real, you know, maybe we'll try to bring it back. But avocado lemon, man, it was, it was, it was stupid good. It was probably, <laughs> it was probably too good. So. As someone who just, I uh, opened up some leftovers that apparently included a scoop of guacamole in it from my. Uh... DK Maria's, I'll give them a shout out. A great little Mexican place down here. And they, I, I, I always forget they include this with like almost anything you get, they'll give you a side of rice and beans and a scoop of guacamole. And I always forget the guacamole. So I'll, I'll like save the rice and beans for later. And then I open it up and I'm like, oh no, this is, yeah. this is turned. <laughs> this is rice and beans. And what is this? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> some sort of, some sort of tennis ball or something. I don't, unclear. Unclear what it is. <laughs> yeah, it's, why is it fuzzy? <laughs> growing all kinds of things it's probably got some of those worms in it too yeah dude i've been hanging around town no thankfully thankful actually i did find a worm on my hand the other day and i thought it was a leftover from my food and i (laughs) was about to just kind of like wash it off in the sink and then i was like oh Um, no that's like i'll let you outside (laughs) i was hoping you're gonna say yeah i thought this was like a piece of cheese and you popped in your mouth (laughs) (laughs) i've probably done that incidentally in the past too (laughs) I, i bet we all have and just don't even know yeah, I mean cricket. Cricket uh, based food is starting to come alive. So, dude, like, I'm that's sure like, worms are good too. Yeah, man, like cricket protein, like that's a real thing, man. Like, it is a you know, for me personally, I'm I'm not super into it, but I can you know I can respect 
the people that, yeah, that are doing it because it's like, man, what can we do to just be crazy, but still deliver value, deliver value. And, you know, it's just, I mean, that's, that's crazy, man. That's awesome. So, yeah. yeah. Kudos to that. I think I've had one, I had one, I think it was chips that were cricket, um, cricket made from cricket powder. Yeah. And I thought, I was like, this is not as bad as I would have thought, but I've tried a couple others and it's like, yeah, it's, it's yeah. a little, it's a little, uh, it's kind of like a consistency thing. Yeah. Like just needs a little, a little something. Dude, but, yeah, yeah. I was just thinking, I was like, you know, the only thing like I have ever consumed, like with a cricket dude are like those gas station lollipops that will have like a cricket in the lollipop or a scorpion or something crazy, you know, like that was like the closest I think I've ever, ever gotten to it. So it's, uh, it's come a long way, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, that actually just reminded me, I think I saw I think it was scorpion lollipops when I studied abroad in China. And for whatever reason, there were like two shops on this street, two two food shops. And it was like scorpion lollipops or pumpkin bread. And I was like, I'm going gonna, gonna to go with the pumpkin bread. Yeah, man. We, so, uh, last time we drove through New Mexico, there was a gas station dude that had, you know, like lollipops with scorpions in it. And, you know, even if you kind of like, you know, you leave the big towns of Texas, like anywhere going, you know, what is that west or or north Texas, you know, like you stop at this gas station, you know, it's like beer, ammo, gas, nothing else. <laughs> and you go into guaranteed, you find some of those lollipops, you know, like rattletail snake in there or yeah, it's just so <laughs> wild out there. <laughs> out of control. Out of control. Well, do you have any other flavors coming up that you're working on that that we might be able to see later this year or in the future totally man so we we actually just launched three new flavors on friday so last friday which are uh just i mean so game changing you know like when we started the company we launched our first four flavors you know like we were like hey this is gonna this is really good this is really changing the game within our niche which is you know high fat low carb ice cream but now we launched these three additional flavors which are strawberry butter coffee and butter pecan and these are so amazing that, you know, yes, this is going to change, you know, um, better for you ice cream, no question, but this is going to change ice cream overall because Susan and her team, you know, Susan is in charge of all of operation R&D. She's the COO of the company. They have cracked the code to making a better for you product that doesn't taste like a better for you product. And you know what I mean, right? Like, you know, mm-hmm. like if, if I were to give you a quote unquote protein bar, you know, immediately it's like, yep, this is, does not have sugar in it or, or anything <laughs> that I love. You know, like there's no question about it, but uh, yeah, these new SKUs that we launched, man, it's like, it's it, 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 even when, as I'm eating, as I was eating a pint for lunch today, I was just like, it is just so hard to believe that there is no sugar in this, you know? And, uh, and, you know, the way I kind of, you know, keep myself honest, you know, <clears throat> as a diabetic, I monitor my blood sugar. And so I'm just looking at my, you know, my blood sugar. I'm like, this certainly is going to take off like a rocket any second. It is just too good and there's just no response and it's like damn you know susan susan and her team they i mean they really figured it out man it's it's amazing and uh, and we do have um five additional flavors launching at the end of the year and i would love to share them but i think you know susan's looking through me at, through the window at me I, <laughs> she's giving me one of she's these right got, now she's she's got got <laughs> and so <laughs> i i better not but let me just say that uh out of those five there's going to be a few like very traditional uh, traditional flavors, and then there's going to be three that are going to be more more fun. Okay, okay, yeah. Looking looking forward to that for sure. It'll be some good stuff, good stuff all around. Now, as we as we traditionally do on the show, we always like to wrap up with a top three. And I was going to ask 
your top three flavors, but I feel like you just kind of gave us a little scoop there with the ones you just launched. So let's just, we'll go outside of the ice cream game. You've been, you've been in Texas for a while now, right? Yeah, 25 years. Okay, okay, 25 years. So give us your top three Texas landmarks. Oh, dude, yes, absolutely. <laughs> well, let's see. That's that's actually, so I'm a, you know, I before I moved to Texas, never heard of Texas, knew nothing. About, actually, the only thing I've heard is like, yeah, you know, riding a horse to school, shooting guns, you know, cowboys, and just just like anybody really would growing up yeah, in small, small that's town the, Germany. Yeah, that's the, the talk of Texas, outside of Texas. Totally. Well. <laughs> and so then, you know, once we moved here, you know, especially to Austin, you know, it's, oh, wow, this is nothing like I expected. And so as I've grown, you know, growing older and start to appreciate things more in life, you know, like Texas history, actually, I, I absolutely love, you know, like there's just so much of it. The landmarks are just so amazing. It is, it is, it is crazy. Right. And so one of my very favorite ones, which I consider the landmark, I don't know if the greater public would, but is a Palador Canyon outside of Amarillo, Texas, you know, it's a, I don't know if you've been or you know planning on going. I'd highly recommend it, and and the reason why I you know to me what it means is I'm a I'm a huge fan of the Grand Canyon, right? Which uh, if you also I would highly recommend you go there, but you know to have something so similar, just smaller scale in Texas is just absolutely insane, and uh, it it is one of those things. I could sit here for two hours and tell you how badass it is, and the 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 way it makes you feel and the, and just all the things, but it just, you just got to go there. And it is, again, you know, you can look at all the pictures in the world. You can look at all the video footage in the world. It just doesn't do it justice. When you stand in that Canyon, you look left and you look right and you just like, it is so unbelievable. Like it is hard to even, it's hard to process in your brain because there's just so much going on that I would say for me, certainly it is, it is, the, the number one favorite place for me in, in Texas. Um, and then uh, let's see, and then there's just so many, so many amazing things. I guess the, you know, the second one, and this is a pretty, it's not super exciting, pretty classic one, but just, I, I, I'm a big fan of the Alamo simply because, you know, I've spent a lot of time kind of learning about the Alamo, you know, about all the history and, and what have you. And so I think it's, it's a, it's a cool place, right? So I, I really enjoy, you know, going there and just, checking it out and showing the kids, even though the kids are kind of like, oh, this sucks. But, you know, I'm like, that's okay. You know, I think you're supposed to say that as a child, you know, but hopefully as you get older and you understand really what it stands for, you can look back at this day and you're like, oh, I've been there. That's cool. And um, and then the, what's the the last one, I would say landmark in, in Texas. Man, it's it's a tough one. But uh, so I, I let's say I got I got two tied for number three. And uh, those two would be Big Bend National Park and Fort Davis Mountain uh, State Park in Fort Davis, Texas. Simply because, you know, Big Bend, if you, it's just, again, it's a world on its own. It's like you're on Mars. It's, you know, it's super badass, beautiful, unbelievable. And then Fort Davis, it's just because it's like, it is so tiny, but it's just like, when you think about like this tiny mountain town in Texas, where you're like mountain town in Texas, you know, mountain in Texas, but it's like, no, there, there are, and they're like legit mountains, you know, they're like at 5,000 feet. So there's like actual real altitude there. And if you just think about the struggles on, on what it would have taken, you know, in the 1800s to build a fort out there and, and the logistics and the maneuvering of food and just, just, you know, it's just hard life out there. And, and I really just love spending time there and yeah. Yeah. 
But I fully agree with the list. I was just out in Big Bend last summer as a little uh, road trip. Because like you're saying, it's it's very remote. And you're uh, even even though there are a couple of other cars kind of along the road you'll pass by every once in a while you you have the lay of the land to yourself wherever you end up stopping which is real cool yeah man big ben is one of those few places i think where you like if you want to get lost like a really really legitimately lost like i might die out here lost <laughs> big ben can deliver <laughs> you know? absolutely yeah and also it's one of those things if you're not you know depending on how lost you get you know you might get found in mexico you know, which is also super neat. Like, you know, like, I don't know. There's, it just, I just think it's so cool. <laughs> I agree. I have never gotten lost in Mexico, but maybe that's a goal for the next guy. <laughs> next time is go to Big Bend, end up in Mexico. Yeah. You know, it's, it's one of those things, you know, it just depends on where they find you, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, Tim, if people want to learn more about Mammoth and order, I would guess all the flavors all at once is probably yeah. the, the smartest strategy. Where can they find you? Man, so, I mean, of course, you know, mammothcreamers.com is, is kind of like the, the hub for all of the info. But, you know, I'd, I'd suggest if you have the availability, you know, follow us on Instagram, Mammoth Creameries. You know, we, we obviously talk a lot about the products, but we talk about, you know, health and fitness and really everything that, that is important to, to a good life. And, uh, you know, those two spots are certainly certainly pretty awesome but if you you know if you're local to austin or really really anywhere in the country you know you can pop into your local whole foods and check out the product or you know central market and here in austin or i mean really any any major retailer should carry mammoth creameries to some capacity across the country so fantastic well tim thank you so much for for hopping on and chatting this was delightful and i'm gonna go get some ice cream after this please do man let me know what you think yeah, absolutely. And we'll wrap up with a joke, as we always do. A corny joke, I should emphasize, so don't expect greatness here. Uh, but I thought this was a, a fun one I just learned. What's Ice Cream's favorite show? No, I feel like I should know this. I don't know. Game of Cones. Game of Cones. Good afternoon, people. <laughs> Good People, Cool Things is produced in Austin, Texas. If you're a fan of this episode, go ahead and hit that follow button. That helps more people hear the show. As always, you can send me a message, joey at goodpeoplecoolthings.com. Thank you to all of the guests who have been on Good People, Cool Things. You can check out all the old episodes via goodpeoplecoolthings.com. As always, thank you for listening and have a wonderful day. Thank you.